This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios, tournaments, fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation, and game highlights, improved player morale, and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP 17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash peacefor24. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr. and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new 18 one for um for streams yet, but I'm going to, and I'm actually just gonna gonna start over. I, I I won the World Series that first year with the with the 17 team, but I'm gonna start a new one. We'll do the draft at some point soon, so stay tuned for that. But out of the park is is just so much fun. You've heard me talk about uh, other baseball video games I like. It, they're they're two different experiences. This is the sim in depth management sort of deal, and then the other game is, is playing. So. I absolutely love this game. One last time, ootpdevelopments.com. Sleeper18 is, is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what, uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter, at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys you know you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you so i I love seeing that stuff definitely hit me up there um and 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 thanks for supporting the show by by going to ootpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode 449 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, April 22nd. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how's it going? I'm exhausted, dude. I, uh, I took advantage of some pretty nice weather this morning um, and pressure washed my entire back deck, cut my front yard, and then spent 30 minutes doing wiffle ball with my son. Um, Dang. So I'm, I'm a little done, beat up. Got a lot done already today. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy day. Well, I... I... I can't claim to have gotten anything done except watch some baseball. Watch <laughs> Jake Arrieta get kicked around. Um, yeah, I watched. The, I saw the out. Suarez homer, and I've got I've got the Twins Tigers on on the Roku device here next to my 
next to my uh, my my desk setup, so it's on mute as I'm watching Matt Boyd and his uh, unfortunate arm angle. Looking good. No, he's uh, the left right handers get a lot, uh, get a nice long look at him. You don't want Miguel Sano getting a long look at anything, man. That dude is lacing the ball right now. Um, as far as that Cubs game, you know, Arietta, <clears throat> two innings, six hits, five runs, four of them earned, three strikeouts, two homers. The only positive is that there's no walks. I mean, this this is alarming, I, I, I think, especially because the velocity's been way down. Um, he hasn't been bad in every start. In fact, he was kind of he was kind of performing well in spite of the. Um, much lower velocity you look at it, it's like a two two mile per hour drop that's even before any adjustment you're probably talking two and a half three miles per hour where are you currently on jake arietta um in in team pessimist if that's a word uh team pessimism how's that uh going into the season i was concerned i didn't get any shares of him um i because i didn't chase him i figured let me go get it let me go after some let me go after him uh, 80 85% price and if, if somebody else if, ever, if the whole room is if the whole room is panicked okay right. fine got him um, but nobody was nobody else was panicking so it's you know that's that's the way it ended up but no this wasn't the the second half last year concerned me and what i've seen so far really hasn't uh, changed that opinion to I me mean, the the first i saw the first homer they did to suarez today and it was just a loopy breaking ball it was like here it is hit it <laughs> suarez crushed it yeah, that's kind of where I am with, with Arietta as well. Like, I was pretty down on him in terms of rankings, um, you know, just like within the top or, uh, upper tiers, and I wasn't going to chase him anywhere, and so I, I, I didn't get him anywhere, and I just, I don't know. Health is a bigger concern than skills for me. I was just worried, and I still am, that he's not going to make it through the season um, 100%, and so we'll kind of see how that goes. He's, he has a bit of an older guy, late, later breakout. Not old, and you know, 31 is not old, but older guy in terms of when he broke out uh, after dealing with some health concerns. So hey, the numbers aren't too bad. When you look, so the, I'm looking at since the start of the second half last year, 17 starts. This includes today so far. He's in start number 17. He's won half of the starts he's done. Uh, not too late for the Cubs to, for the Cubs to rally behind him today. Uh, but the ERA is the 3.8. Uh, the WHIP is at 1.08. The strikeout rate's at 8.1. So there's a lot of the, the 3.3 walks per nine is not ideal for him. So he's really pitching like a number three, but that's not where you drafted him. And that's really, that's really your concern. So that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't do anything. You gotta, you gotta ride it out with, with Jake area. There's nothing really to be done. And again, coming into today, 289 ERA, uh, 0.91 whip. So you weren't even really concerned. Um, and then just today getting knocked around by the reds. All right, right, we're going to talk pitchers first um, with our two starts. we got a few one starts that, that are out there that I want to talk about, even a couple, even a reliever. Not getting into uh, closers specifically because Eno and I did a bunch of that uh, on the previous episode. We'll talk some pitchers to cut, kind of check in where you're at on, on Adam Wainwright. Got some hitters to talk about. When we get into the hitters, we'll talk about some of the, some of the guys that have been injured. Logan Forsythe, Miguel Cabrera went on the DL today. I mean... There's not really anything to say about Miguel Cabrera. He's on the DL. You're not cutting doing all anything. formats. Yeah, cutting all formats. I don't even know why you drafted him. I mean, hey, I do nothing... want to say though, you know, this last week, I, I, I really encourage people to stay in, listen, because if we trash somebody, odds are they're gonna rally and shove it in our face. Oh, 
We love you know. So we like we were we were kind of harsh on a couple of guys last week, and they were like they they had to be listening. Like, oh yeah, that's how it is. All that's right, a multi-year trend. When, what when now, we, bitch? When we start to, yeah, when we start to dig in on somebody, they say, "Oh, okay, okay, dog, okay, I see you," and then they go out and they they dominate. So you know, it, it happens. It happens. All right. So, per usual, we're gonna go shallow, deep, super deep in terms of the two starts. There's tons of two start guys. Now these are always just projected because um, you know things change. I know last week Amir Garrett was on the list. He's not making two. He didn't make two starts this week. He's supposed to make the two starts this week. So well, keep that in he mind. He produced like two starts this week. I mean, he just continues to be. So, I mean, we can start with him. He's in the shallow group um, because these are guys that are 67% or, or higher at CBS. Um, so they're, they're, they're pretty much on rosters in deeper leagues. So you're at ESPN and Yahoo kind of in the, uh, in, in the 30 to 60 range. Uh, so, you know, it's going to depend on your league, but you're going to have some of these guys available. you got Michael Waka against Toronto and Cincinnati, both at home. Amir Garrett uh, on the road twice for Milwaukee and St. Louis. Luis Severino at Boston versus Baltimore. Vince Velasquez, home to Miami at the Dodgers against Kershaw. Matt Shoemaker, home to Oakland at Texas. Francisco Liriano at the Angels, home to Tampa Bay. And Robert Giselman, uh, home to Atlanta and at Washington. So pick a couple of your favorites from the from the shallow two starters there. Um, I'm Liriano is my favorite here, uh, and let me let me state why because a lot of you may especially if you're doing DFS you're going to see some stuff where people are going to say oh he's facing Tampa Bay he uh, he was absolutely couldn't even get out of the first inning last time and it's going to be terrible and let's not forget that was the that was the game where for some reason. John Gibbons was like, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and break up that marriage of Liriano and and Russell Martin, and go ahead and use Jared Southalamaki back there. And it was not good. Now since then, he's like, oh yeah, we're never doing that again. I, I'm pretty certain Southalamaki is locked in a locker, like uh, the pitching no coach from Little Big League is just yeah. uh, just locked up in or the rookie. I forget which baseball movie no, it is. Uh, but rookie of the year. Rookie, rookie of the year. Thank you. One of them. When he gets way too gets many baseball in movies in the early nineties. Uh, so the uh, and since then he's been beasting. And he's looked great. And, and matter of fact, Alberto Mejia for the Twins looks like a heavier uh, Francisco Liriano today. When you watch a bitch, the deliveries look rather identical. Uh, but so I'm Tampa Bay has their issues against left-handed pitching, and that is because Dickerson usually sits. Uh, Morrison sits, and those are two of the best, three best bats in that lineup right now, along with Souza, because Longoria is really stinking up the joint. So that's the one. That's my favorite matchup of this one. And then when I look at the other one, I really want to go with Waka. And it's kind of funny to say this. The the matchup against Cincy is the one that kind of concerns me. We, we talked earlier about what's happening with Arietta. But Toronto's offense is terrible right now. Just terrible. Oh, it, 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 it really is. And, and um, yeah, Waka opens with Toronto. He's home to Toronto and Cincy. And I, I feel like Cincy has his number. Maybe I have that wrong. Um, I really like Waka, too. Waka and Liriano, two, two of my guys coming into this year. So I'm definitely in on both of them. Uh, Waka's, Waka's look great. And, and Liriano's been good outside of the, uh, the that opening start. Right. That, and Shoemaker will be man, my other that guy. Made no sense. Yeah. That, Sho- God, Shoemaker will be my other up. one because. Uh, although the Texas lineup is getting back, I mean, uh, last couple of games they've been really thumping the ball. Last night, four home runs off Nate Carnes, uh, Robinson Sharinos, my one dollar AL Tatworth catcher. Woo! 
two homers last night. Uh, Joey Gallo continues to hit moonshots. Uh, so that offense is picking up a little bit to join Mazzaro. Um, so that's where I'm kind of hesitant to go with Shoemaker, although because he normally would be like my top guy uh, in that kind of bunch up. And then Severino, I've liked what I've seen from Severino this year. Uh, but I've, I've already stated my top two. And then Shoemaker, uh, and then... Uh, since he doesn't own Waka, by the way, um, he, he okay. actually owns them. There is one team that really has his number. I can't think of who it is. Well, and then there's there's a, a, a good pitcher in the Central that since he absolutely decimates. And I can't think of who it is. Um, the Cubs right. have Waka's number, which that's not terribly surprising. Yeah. Um, Amir Garrett. Yeah, we, 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 we skirted around him a little bit talking about him. You mentioned that he, he threw well again this week. Um, you know, we kind of go start to start here. 28% strikeout rate, 13% swinging strike rate, 4% walk rate. He finally gave up a run. He's got a 183 ERA now through uh, 19 and two-thirds innings. You know, the, the the velo still isn't there, but he's got three solid pitches. He uses a slider 19%, change up 20%. Mir Garrett's looked pretty good. Is he in all formats play at this point? Um, well, last week, I hate to let one start influence because last, you know, last week we said that we were concerned because he wasn't pitching with the velocity that he, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's mid nineties. And he's like, yeah, as all of a sudden he's not doing it. And we're like, what the hell? This sucks. Um, one of the things that when I look at it this year, we don't have enough, we don't really have enough numbers to look at it. But if you look at overall team strikeout rate, Milwaukee is the second worst strikeout team in the league right now. They're striking out a ton. Uh, only Tampa Bay is worse. But Milwaukee is putting up good numbers against lefties thus far in the season. We just don't know what lefties pitchers those were. I mean, they could have been four or five pieces of garbage. But mm-hmm. they are the, offensively, their overall numbers are really good against lefties. But they're also striking out a bunch. So which you know which narrative do you believe here that that Garrett can take that twelve strikeout performance and then go against a team with a lot of swing and miss like Milwaukee and pick it up, or is Milwaukee going to lay a thumping out there as they've done the the, the three fifty on base average against lefties uh, all year uh, this season a one forty two weighted runs created plus I mean they're getting it done yeah they're striking out a bunch thirty one percent but when they don't strike out they're making you pay so that's one of the reasons why I was why Garrett wasn't up there on that list for me because that Milwaukee offense that you know there's swing and miss but there's a lot of there's a lot of contact in that lineup right now it's not a team that you necessarily want to pick on right you you, you can I'm not saying avoid Milwaukee when they're on or on their two start but be, because I think they're they're a lower they're a lower club coming into the year we're you know thinking okay they're going to be one of those bottom two probably with the Reds but I think I think there's a, I know the Reds are, are first right now, but LOL if you guys think that's going to continue at all. Um, the Brewers' offense was always something for me that I'm like that's that that's going to be solid. Um, they're, they're they're not going to be a super easy offense, so I understand you know some some caution there. But man, I, you kind of ride the wave here. He is going on the road for two. Amir Garrett is, and he's, and he's becoming you know increasingly less available. Of course, eighty nine percent CBS, sixty four percent Yahoo, forty one percent ESPN. ESPN's really where you could still get him. That's a ten team league. As good as he's been, there might still be better options uh, in a, in By the a way, ten team league. Cubs are up seven five. Area to still could get a win. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. He's still got to make it two innings though. Um, 
Robert Giselman. Let's let's talk a little bit about him. He got off to I think a really bad first start, if I recall correctly. Um, well, no, it was his second start that was really bad. He was okay. Uh, first time out against Miami at home, five innings, three runs, seven strikeouts. Got them again in Miami, four and two thirds, eight runs, only four of them earned, five strikeouts, and then looked uh, his sharpest yet last time out against Philly, seven innings, three runs, seven strikeouts. So the the strikeout to walk ratio, twenty to six, has been there in the seventeen and two thirds innings for Giselman. Um, swinging strike rate isn't there to support the strikeout rate just yet. So I'm a little, you know. Uh, curious on the disconnect there only a 52 percent left on base rate is is part of why he has a 509 era there was a lot of hype for gentlemen coming into the season you know kind of three uneven starts and one relief appearance because that's where he, he had a one inning relief appearance in that first week because they didn't need a fifth starter how do you feel about robert gentlemen after after a few starts here yeah that the lack of swing and miss, I don't, I would like to see, this is where I wish I had a good reporting engine. I would like to see a list of the pitchers with a sub 8% swinging strike rate and a, and a K9 over 10, over 10, like he has right now. Those things don't mesh up. I mean, there's no. a lot, there's a lot of contact in the zone, 91% up you mean, there. You mean for the year or, or ever, for the, like for, for a full I, season? Just like full season. Like for the say the last like eight nine years, I mean to me this seems these strikeouts. I, I would call him like the anti Ivan Nova. Like you look at Nova right mm-hmm. now, and Nova has like a four percent uh, a four K per nine, and this is a guy that's been seven and a half to eight for his career. All of a sudden he's got four, and then you've got Gisellman here who swing and miss strike uh, swing and miss uh, swing strike rate rather is low, but his strikeout rate is it just doesn't mesh. It's just weird. It's just weird to see these two things. Um, that said, I, I, I'm going to write him out. I just really, I don't want any part of that Nationals lineup right now. Now they've got, that, Tra- you know, Trey Turner's coming back. That That's a really, really tough second start. The Atlanta one's fine, but that, that Washington start, you No, I don't think you want to mess with, with Washington where you can avoid it. I completely agree with you there. And if you are in a situation where you're streaming, um, you know, a, a two-start, you, th- those are sorts of things that you avoid. I'm looking back since 11 here, since 2011 through 2016, trying to find you something that comes close to that. I'm looking mostly for 24% or above on the strikeout rate and even a sub-10% um, percent swinging strike rate, let alone 7.5%, which is where Giselman's at. There's not going to be one that's 25% and 7.5%. So I'm trying to get you the closest that I can come to is uh, 2011 Cliff Lee, 26%, 9.4%. 2013 Cliff Lee, 25%, 9.4%. Johnny Cueto, Gio Gonzalez in 14 and 12, respectively. They were at 25% flat and then 9, or excuse me, then 10 and 9% swinging strike rate. So about the best you can get if you're going to be in that 25% swinging strike rate, which is about a strikeout per inning or more, depending on um, obviously your, your, your batter's faced. The best you can do is probably a nine to ten percent swinging strike rate, and Giselman's already at seven point five. So, either the swinging strike rate needs to come up, or that strikeout rate is definitely coming down. So, and talk to me about gonna... how you found that out. By the... how did you just do that? Oh, so I just um, I, I just looked on leaderboards, okay. and I just did individual seasons from eleven to fifteen to sixteen, and sorted by K percentage, and then uh, oh, I have a custom leaderboard by the way. So I sent you the link. Thank you. Well, I, so thought, I, I thought listeners may want to enjoy. Like, hey, how did you do that? Yeah, I, I've got my I got my custom board, 
and then I just sorted by K percent and then two columns over swing strike rate. So it was easy to kind of pick out the uh, single digit ones there. And I, I can put that in the show notes if people want to see the my custom leaderboard that I have for starting pitchers. And yeah, you aren't uh, joking. Yeah, I'm just I'm sorting through right now looking and doesn't I'm just happen. yeah looking for those statistical comps. So we're like at seven and a half percent. I see a Ryan Vogel song in 2012 at 20 percent with a seven and a half swing strike rate and that appears to be uh bud norris with a 7.6 Waldo jimenez at seven seven so these are the types of pitchers that have been able to pull off a a 20 percent or higher strikeout rate with a swing and miss rate this low now the the one positive wilson okay one positive is that last year he was at nine percent giselman was so he could tick back up but we haven't seen any sort of double-digit situation. So that strikeout rate's coming down, in my opinion. I think you should plan for something around 8 as a peak. Uh, 8 per 9, a.k.a. about a 22 23% strikeout rate, which is still fine. Again, we're talking about a fourth-fifth starter here um, and, and a stream guy right now. So I, there were some Twitter questions you put out. Hey, who, who, who do you guys want us to talk about? And we're going to sprinkle in guys that were uh, that were put out there from, from that Twitter feed. Uh, in into into the the talk today and Giselman was definitely one of them so I'm not really interested in starting him this week for the reason that you stated the at Washington you might get that good Atlanta start and then it could all be wiped away with Washington but large uh, you know long term large uh, I'm looking more of I'm still hanging in there with Giselman the leagues where people were mostly hyped which was the deeper leagues your 15 teamers and of course your NL onlys Obviously, you're st- sitting tight there. I think even in a 12-team mixed, I'm hanging on. Maybe not starting him if I can avoid it, but otherwise I'm hanging on to, to, to Giselman. Excuse me. Um, one more name in here because we, we've kind of talked about the other ones. Vince Velasquez, you know, he's kind of been infuriating for folks, although this is kind of what you signed up for, and I'm not saying that as like, ah, you signed up for this, I told you not to. I, I like Vince Velasquez. I'm, I'm very much pro-Vince Velasquez. Uh, but I, I kind of understand what I'm getting into with it. And, you know, excellent strikeout rate, although his swinging strike rate's down as well. And you got a 9% against a 28%. That's not going to hold up. 15% walk rate. It's not been good through 15 innings this year. Um, I'm not necessarily starting him this week, so I'm talking more long-term with you. How do you feel about Vince Velasquez? I think you've been on the train uh, in the in the past, yeah, no, kinda, no, kinda, because I was, I this is one of those guys I have in that bucket of enjoy him while you have him. I, yeah, the, the Astros were let him go, and he only had that one season where he had 110 innings, and he didn't. He really hasn't worked that much since then. He they swung him between starting and relief, and since he's been with the Phillies, it's been all starts. But even last year in 24 starts, 100, uh, 131. Um, so when I look at him. When I'm looking at guys I want to draft in a 12-team mixed league, I want a guy that I can look at for 170 innings, and he wasn't in that list for me. Uh, and and now we're looking at, yeah, he's getting the strikeouts, but the walks are making it unbearable. Then he's so doubling bad. down, and he's also also giving up the home runs on it. Yeah, exactly. 2.4 homer per nine rate um, after allowing two in his first game and then one in each of the other two when he's faced the Mets. So, you know, homers in every game. It, it's bad right now. This is a guy who can turn quickly because he can have, you know, three, four good starts in a row. 12 team, you didn't, you don't have him, right? So it's, it's tougher for you no. to, to make the assessment. But for those that do, or you say stick tight or, or find somebody within this list that we're talking about here 
would would you put anybody in this list well, again Waka Garrett Luis Severino Shoemaker Liriano Giselman would you take any of those over Velasquez if they were available I would take Severino I would take um I would take Severino and I would take Shoemaker that's it and it, you would take Liriano as well right he was your top reco well you're talking about long term rest of the season that's true I am talking long term I, I just thought that you were hyped on Liriano beyond Right now I am, but we know where this goes eventually. I don't know. I'm not. I'm looking for the rest of the season. If I'm going to make a guy that I have to pick up and can't drop the rest of the year, it's going to be those two. Isn't Velasquez, you know, like, isn't his upside a right-handed Liriano? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, pro Velasquez guy here. I'm picking up Liriano, Waka, Sevi, and maybe Shu. Maybe Shu and Giselman are, are... Giselman's kind of close to Shoemaker for me right now. I'm a little bit concerned on some of the stuff I've seen from Shoemaker, but i got to give Shoemaker the edge. A lot more uh, sample here. Alberto Mejia just walked me, actually. i got to go to first base. I'll be right back. Yeah, he between, just between, me. between Mejia and Boyd, this has not been a game of command. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, you just wait for me until I score or get out because he and just didn't walked I say, me. And didn't I say Mejia was a, let, was a, a larger Liriano? He's certainly pitching you, like one right now. You did, yeah, exactly. Look at that got, delivery. It's the same delivery. He's got the strikeouts, and uh, right now he's got the walks and deep counts. It's only it's only two walks through through an inning and a third, but it's deep counts on every single batter right now. Forty four uh, pitches, and he has four outs in the game. Not good, not great, Bob. All right, um, I don't so think for so, me, Tim. definitely, I don't, I don't think so, Tim. Uh, Eno likes Mejia, and I, it's an I don't think so, Tim, for me, and not just because of this start. I just he, he's whatever. Uh, but Waka Liriano. For sure, and Sevy for sure over Velasquez for me, and then I'm, and then I'm probably still sticking with him. I, I really do like his arm talent, so I don't, I don't want to cut bait too quickly. Let's move on to the deep guys. Uh, these guys are going to be available in some of your CBS and, and deeper leagues, and I use CBS, Yahoo, and ESPN just because they're the three most popular. I know some of you folks, um, you know, play other spots on Roto, uh, RT Sports, Fan Tracks. It's just the easiest to get the the roster rate data for them, and it it works nicely because again CBS caters to deeper, uh, Yahoo's kind of in the middle, and then ESPN caters specifically to ten teamers. So we really need a website that can just do that. They put a player's has name all in of and them. Show your percentage zone, yeah. For all like seven of the main sites, that would that would be great. That would save me a lot of time for this episode too. So programmers but, uh, that are listening, if you figure it yeah. out, let us know. Get on it. We'll help you with a GoFundMe page. How's that? Yeah, we will will promote you big time. Don't worry. Okay. So, deep. Patrick Corbin. Yunjin Ryu. Um, I'll say say who they're facing, too. Patrick Corbin versus San Diego and Colorado, both at home. Yunjin Ryu at San Francisco versus the Phillies. Tyler Anderson, home to Washington. I think he's already out based on that. And then at Arizona. Oh, my God. I shouldn't yeah. have even listed him personally. But uh, <laughs> Wade Miley uh, versus Tampa Bay at the Yankees. He's been pitching well. That's why he made the list. Chad Cool versus the Cubs at Miami. Brett Anderson at Pittsburgh at Boston. And then Wei-Yin Chen at Philly versus Pittsburgh. Give me a couple favorites here. A um, couple of favorites. I want – I like Chad Cool here. And Wei-Yin Chen – uh, you know, when you look at Cool took a really tough luck loss. In fact, every st- every Pirate starter against St. Louis in that series, every right. all three of those games were two to one games. All weren't three they, of them. Cool looked they great good. Games. 
They were, uh, and it, it sucks when you have two of those pirate pitchers in your deep NL home league. And you're like, <laughs> and you're trying Great, to get some go wins. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but no, they they were good games, and they they rolled they rolled quickly, and uh, yeah. So I like I like Chan. Obviously, looked good against the Mariners the other night, but I, I'm gonna go with those two guys. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty hyped on on Chen looking looking pretty healthy right now. I was I was really hyped on him coming in the last year. I thought that you know going to Miami, getting from AL to NL, from tough park to easy park or easier park, you know his biggest issue home runs was going to be curbed, and so I didn't necessarily think that his ERA was going to nest, you know drop big time because he'd put up 354 and 334 the two years before he left. I just thought maybe he would earn them a little bit more meaning that his his FIP and thus his skill indicators would be closer to that. Instead, it was a disaster. 22 starts, uh, his lowest as a pro, 496 ERA, his highest as a pro, his homers went up. It was bad. Well, now he's looking healthy so far uh, through three starts. He got taken out as seven innings into a no-hitter. I get it. I probably would have let him go another inning. It was, it was right on 100 pitches. They, they know more than I do. Uh, that was coming off of a, a bad second start so it, it, a lot of times early in the season a, a lot of guys face the the same team twice right away and that happened for chen he was at the mets and then home to the mets at the mets he dominated them six innings one run home they 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 popped him three three innings six runs but then the seven shutout no hit innings at seattle i like that i'm with you and he's uh 27 cbs 10 percent yahoo 5 percent espn the seven no hit innings are definitely going to put him on the radar of folks so you know if, if, if you had an idea of what of what a bid might have been before that start you're going to have to jump it up a little bit to get him um because William chen definitely added a few bucks to the cost there and then who was your other oh chad cool versus the cubs at miami 30 percent seven percent nine percent and third, I mean, going back to the other theory, if you want to, if you want to take a shot with Wade Miley, you said he's been pitching good. I, I, I was going to ask you back, about him. I can't get past the fact he's Wade Miley. I, I already mentioned the issue with Tampa and lefties, but the Yankee offense has been really bad against lefties. Rays haven't been that good, but the Yankees have been bad. And he gets uh, both so of them. he gets both of them. And to me, that that's kind of like my two B. Okay. Option and some other folks. If you if you don't like either of my other two picks, Miley's a guy that I could possibly pick up on a on a two start week given those two matchups. He's done some good things here. Um, first off, his first start was against those Yankees. He went five one hit innings with uh, seven walks, but they couldn't they couldn't punish him for it. And he's had one walk since, by the way. So he opens the season five strikeouts, seven walks. Wade Miley does, and then he goes nineteen to one strikeout to walk ratio in these last two starts at Toronto and at Cincy. And yeah, Toronto's been struggling for sure, and Cincy's not an overpowering offense, but it's Wade Miley. And going into those venues, you would you would have normally been scared with good reason, and instead he put up 14 solid innings here. So uh, I wanted to give him some love, and he was another guy that was listed when you, when you solicited names uh, from Twitter folks. Now, 33% strikeout rate, 9% swinging strike rate. Same sort of deal that we were talking about with Giselleman, and even to a higher degree, though, because Wade Miley's been a firm 9%. 8-9% swing strike rate guy for his entire career. And he's never come close to a 33% strikeout rate. So that's definitely going to come down, but it might not be this week. He might have two more games here of, of nice strikeouts against two teams that struggle against lefties. So I, I, I like your picks here. I agree, you know, Tyler Anderson completely off the board here uh, versus Washington at home and then at Arizona. That's, that's devastating. 
I want to see real quick. I, I, I haven't really been following him because I only got him in one spot. And he's been on my reserve. Yenjin Ryu. He's been pretty good. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm gonna add him to the mix here at San Francisco and versus Philly. 44% CBS, 16% Yahoo, 8% ESPN. He's got 25% strikeout rate, 6% walk rate. That's a lot of percentages, by the way, between the ownerships and the skills. Uh, but I like what he's doing with his swinging strike rate. The, the results haven't been great for Hyunjin Ryu, but uh, the skills are there. And I think that as he kind of gets his footing and can go deeper into games... Things are gonna things are gonna start to work out a bit for him. So I actually like him a bit more as a long term guy as well. In addition to the at San Francisco and versus Philly this week. So the guys we like here are Yunjin Ryu. Cool is your number one, right? Yes. So those are our number ones, and then Miley and Chen. I can I can dig with you on on that. Any love for Brett Anderson while he's upright? It's tough to argue with what he's doing. It's just a guy that I feel like if you are, if you do have any interest in him, you've got to kind of act now because. But aren't we aren't we approaching the fifteen inning mark for him? So isn't he about to break? Savage, dude. That's savage. I'm a dick. Oh yeah, fourteen point one innings. He's about to break. Uh, it, it, It is the danger zone. Now he's another. He's a, he's on the other side here. He's only got a seventeen percent strikeout rate, but a ten percent swinging strike rate. So if he continues that, you would expect some more Ks to come through for him. And mm-hmm. he's shown swing and miss in flashes before. I've never really seen. He he goes for more of an efficiency. It seems it's hard to judge any of his stuff because his start totals at for a career are thirty nineteen thirteen six five eight thirty one three three, and so you know. You can get the one full season to go off of in the last seven years, and there's just not a lot to make of it. But I don't know. I, I would consider him, um, I guess, as my two B as well. Yeah, you know, my well, or two C because I'm with you on Miley. I, I would I would go Miley over Anderson, um, and then Corbin. Any thoughts on him? He's he's home for two, which is. You like when guys are home, generally speaking, but maybe not so much when it's Arizona. You know, if, if they put that humidor in, if you guys haven't read Andrew Perpetua's article uh, and the work that uh, Alan Nathan did at the Hardball Times on the fact that they're going to be, that looks like they're going to be putting that humidor in in, in, in Arizona, season. like next month. Yeah. If they start doing that, then I, yeah, I'm in on a lot more. They're talking about uh, a 20 to 25% discount on home runs. And, and that suddenly makes these the, the pitchers uh, more desirable, and the hitters are well, like, "Oh man, are you kidding me?" Taiwan Don't do Walker this. and Shelby Miller, two 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 spore favorites, would just become. I mean, they would just rise in. in Sorry, in Charlotte, Brian. move over. Got yep. Taiwan and Shelby. Yep, yep. You're yeah. out, Charlotte. Taiwan and Shelby. Hey, they've been pitching well. Uh, well, Taiwan, his results have been. Eh, but the but the the skills are there, so I'm I'm stick I'm staying the course with him. Corbin, I'm looking right now. Results have been solid. Skills have been meh. Fifteen percent strikeout rate. You know, seven percent walk rate. That's that's that, that's fine. He doesn't he doesn't usually walk guys. Last year when he walked nine percent, that was out of character for Patrick Corbin. I'm not changing um, my top three here for him. No, 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 no change there. I just wanted to get a word in on him because uh, we, we we hadn't talked about him at all. All right, let's go super deep. These these are you, you deep leaguers, you only leaguers. This is the stuff that you're looking at this week. Ricky Nolasco versus Toronto at Texas. Miguel Gonzalez versus KC at Detroit. Martin Perez versus Minnesota versus LA. Ulysse Chassin at Arizona at San Francisco. Jesse Hahn at LA Angels um, at Houston. 
Oh, by the way, Perez was against the Angels as well. I shouldn't say L.A. when when there's interleague play all the time. And then Ty Block, Madison Bumgarner's replacement. We didn't talk any Madison Bumgarner yet That's because a I was pitcher, waiting right? for this. Ty Block, real pitcher. Okay. Uh, hopefully Let's he pitches the Tuffy Ghost Wish. That would be amazing. And he gets the Dodgers uh, against Kershaw and San Diego, but both at home. So um, let's let's focus on him quickly before I get your picks even because it does relate to the Madison Bumgarner news. And, man, what are you doing, Bum? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Dirt biking? Hanging out with Ron Gant? I mean, dirt biking? I mean, I get it. Like, there's nothing more Madison Bumgarner than – than him dirt biking um or you know I'm, I'm, actually no a tractor pull would have been more <laughs> madison bumgarner but um you know it's tough right because i, I you, you want these guys to be able to do some stuff on their off days and and you know have a life but there has to be limits right like it's not out of bounds to say don't dirt bike in season is it is that crazy when you're getting paid it's in his contract are they ever going to enforce it no wait it's in his contract already. oh yeah there there's there's stuff in guys contracts about activities they shouldn't be they shouldn't shouldn't be doing oh season. i know that like hoops is a big one because right. you're gonna you're gonna pop an acl for sure oh, you know, not for sure but like that that's a high high probability so i mean obviously this is this is devastating to those that have and we're talking six to eight weeks let alone what it does to the giants um Ty Block is is going to be your replacement in NL only. You're not going to have a lot of other options. Obviously, those of you in shallower leagues can can look at the guys that we just talked about. And I got a few uh, other arms that aren't necessarily two-star guys that we'll get into in a moment. But what do you think of Ty Block? Eno's been a fan in the past. He is a real player. I'm convinced that you might not know anything about him, though, because you thought he was a fake player. No, I mean, I've never seen him pitch. I'm just going to I'm gonna give you my statistical observations right now. Okay. Um, I pitched a contact guy with a lot of ground balls and no swing and miss in the upper levels of the minor leagues. I mean, no the strikeout rates, 5'8", 5'1", 6'3", and then at the major leagues, it's been 4.8. Uh, but so, and that's where I'm, that's where I look at right now is, okay, uh, pitch the con, he's going to be out there and pitching, but to me, I think there are better options. If this is a case, we've talked about a number of these Colorado Rocky pitchers of late. And if you want to sit there and play the matchups, uh, depending on who they're facing and whatnot. I'd rather go that route than go with somebody like this. I think I'm with you. Um, I'll get Eno's thoughts. Uh, You know, we'll probably have a start in the books. Actually, we will. We will have the start against the Dodgers in the books for for Block, in addition to the relief innings that he's already thrown. And we'll we'll follow up with, with Eno on him because that is definitely an Eno guy. I'm not I'm not that intrigued by him either. He is a pitch to contact guy. That can work in San Francisco. You can maybe get some some decent innings, but uh, there's just no strikeout upside whatsoever, and it's just not that appealing to me. So um, I guess we're not really picking him either for the super deep. So who do you like uh, in this grouping? Uh, Jesse Hahn. Um, I've, I've continued to like what it was. It was a nice week for me in AL Tout that I was able to get wins out of Jesse Hahn. And uh, Matt Andrees and Andrew yeah. Triggs, and then Marcus Stroman got bombed for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, how's how's that work? Baseball. Uh, yeah. Because so, baseball. Han, Hans looked good. I watched that start. Um, I want to take a run on Julius Shasheen. I was listening uh, to that game when I, his last start when I came home from, uh, what the heck was I this week? Nashville. Uh, when I came back from Nashville, I was listening to that game uh, on uh, on the plane and on my way back uh, home from the car. 
and certainly sounded good. I mean, he was, I think when I got out of it, he had six shutout innings. He, in fact, he, I think he had gotten a hit at the plate uh, mm-hmm. as well during that game, but he had six shutout innings against uh, the Dodgers. And so he was pitching good. Uh, those, are the, those are my two guys. I'll go West Coast here. Uh, I still can't explain how Miguel Gonzalez was able to shut down the Yankees as he did the other day. No. I saw people, like I think uh, DVR had said, man, I'm going to regret not stacking against Miguel Gonzalez. I think he allowed one hit through six innings. And I was like, there was no regret. you were saying? <laughs> yeah, there was no regret somehow. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, so as far as the scene goes, by the way, I love that. Baseball, you know, even with all the technology that we have where we can watch games on our phone and all that, it's still an amazing game to listen to. I still love listening to games. Um, Chassin was was absolutely bombed out in, in I think it was the season opener, uh, at the Dodgers, nine runs and three and a third. And you're like, well, you know, this is going to be San Diego's season in a nutshell. Since then, 19 and two-thirds innings of a 137 ERA, only 13 strikeouts. not going to be a big strikeout guy. But uh, ideally, when it's working, you're not going to ha- have a lot of walks. He got oh, off to a really good start last year, if I recall correctly, too. It kind of came back to earth after a while. Or Hang on, I'm looking right now. Let me correct myself. It was against the Diamondbacks. Um, oh, the D-backs, that, okay. Yeah, it was that. But I was listening to the San Diego broadcast. And I know, I, I don't know about you. Like, I don't, I don't sound anything like my father did. And I don't know if you sound like your dad, but oh my God, does Tony Gwynn Jr. sound exactly like his father? Oh, he absolutely does. Holy um, crap! Because I was listening and at first, I was like, "This is just creepy." How how it sounds the 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 same uh, the, that that kind of noise yes. that, that Gwynn it was like it was just freaky to listen to. Right away, yeah. I knew it. I'm like, "That's got to that's either some I'm listening to an old broadcast or that's his son." Yeah, uh, you, you you do know right away. <laughs> And I, I, I agree with you. He sounds just like him. And I, I definitely have some, some uh, you know, vocal similarity to my dad at, at, at times. I'm like, oh, oh, my God, I am my dad. Great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hey, being Tony Gwynn Jr. and, and modeling your life after Tony Gwynn, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, you know, he seemed to be a pretty great guy. And having that same voice, I'm sure, makes it nice and nostalgic for uh, for Padres fans. Was he, like, a guest on it, or is he, does he the I don't know. I, I, I typically don't tune into the broadcast, but he was in. He's, he was doing a good job, too. Uh, so I just happened to – it was got on that my unique, uh, phone. And... Uh, play-by-play guy, too. What What's his name? Geithner? No, that's not it. What's... I'm, I'm looking it up on air, guys. Hang on. Radio. Play-by-play. Hey, while you're doing that, how's your uh, Tout Wars team doing? Oh, it's doing pretty well so far. Um, So the first week was a double period for Ted Leitner, not Geithner. Ted Leitner. Anyway, sorry. Geithner, wasn't that one of the... Wasn't that one of Obama's... uh, Political guy, Timothy Timothy Geithner. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, Tout Wars team's doing pretty well. The offense is doing what it's supposed to do. I feel pretty happy. You know, the, the one pick... When I posted the team, the one pick that got the most shade, it's not over yet, right? It could still not work. But the one pick that was consistently ribbed was $5 for Eric Thames. Yeah, $5 for Eric Thames, snitches. What you got now, dog? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the offense clicking on all cylinders. You got Harper. Honestly, with Harper and um, Thames alone, nothing else needs to be done right now michael bell are taking it on the chin eight to one uh <laughs> against me eight one and one what are we tied in here 
Oh, we're tied in stolen bases because I don't have a lot of speed. I went I went for the power production here. So we'll see if I can pick up a, a stolen base and go go with the 9-1. But I ended up going 3-3 against Stefania Bell's team as drafted by Justin Mason in the two-week period. That was kind of a bummer too because the first, uh, if it had gone just the one week, yeah. I, I dominated, but I didn't know it was a two-week period. I wouldn't have like. There's nothing I would have changed. I, I still put in my best lineup. I just happened to uh, to get caught a little bit there. So I'm three and three. I'm sitting right in the middle. Uh, well, I don't know why it's three and three. What? I guess we tied. I don't know, man. But I'm I'm eight and one right now um, against Michael Beller. Offense feel feeling good. Pitching working out. Um, I'm I'm gonna win. It's going to be great. I'm going to win the league. It's going to be awesome. And uh, let's let's since we are having a little interlude here, let's talk about our team, how we doing in labor mixed. Yeah, while you're looking that up, five my, billion injuries. Yeah, my uh, I'm third place over an AL side. I'm uh, six points behind Chris Liss for the lead and a point behind Podhorser. Um, so I'm in third this week. I'm having the best week of the league. I'm. Uh, OBP, I am. I have seven points, and everything else is above that. Everything else is eight or higher. Offensively, third and runs, first and homers, tied for first and uh, RBI, uh, tied for second and steals. I know that's rare to hear for that. You, oh my yeah, God, Jason's got steals. That's um, crazy. But yeah, that's rolling. Uh, so third place there, and that's nice. I almost want to look it up to see how many steals I have on the season because it feels like I've already exceeded last year's total. Uh, <laughs> I have Here's 13. a crazy. I have 13 steals. I think last year I had 23, so I'm getting. I was gonna there. say it's pretty close. Um, here, here's something that will surprise a lot of folks. Uh, Fred Zinke's in first in in labor mixed uh, by a just lot. A, yeah, just a huge, huge surprise here. 112 to 94, and there, there's two teams at 94. We're sitting in fifth with 90 points. We're right there in that in that tier um, below Fred. It, it, it he's kind of lapping the field. And then there's a, a thick group here between. Um, Second and 10 is 94 to 81. And then another big drop-off to 11, which a couple of 64-and-a-halves and a 60-and-a-half, a a 53, and then um, a 49-and-a-half bringing up the rear here. So the fact that we're, we're, we're hanging in there, Right in the thick of it with some of the injuries that we've had. And people, I know everyone gets injuries. I'm not, not saying, all, folks. Our, our first, third, and fourth round draft picks were on the DL as of yesterday. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's out of bounds to bitch about what we've had with injuries. And then we just lost uh, Logan Forsythe, the guy that we were super huge on. So yeah, I mean, Turner's back. That's gonna help. Um, let's see what else we got going here. You know. Our guys are just kind of performing all right. We haven't even had major performances. You know what's uh, particularly interesting is that we have 11.5 in runs and 10 in RBIs despite 4.5 in homers and um, 2.5 in steals. I know the steals aren't related, but it's weird. The the skill, homer, and speed we're not great in, but then the, the kind of team context stuff, runs and RBIs, we're doing very well in. So uh, our pitching has been Hanager. carrying us. Thank you, Mitch Hanniger. Thank and, you, yeah. Addison Russell. <laughs> Hanniger's been great. Addison Russell, um, Ender Inciarte, Corey Dickerson's been good. So, you know, we, we, we're, we're hanging in there. And as we start to get these pieces back with Turner coming back, I think today, and Desmond yes. working his way back, price is still very much up in the air. We're not really planning on anything there right now. I mean, that's we'll see what we get. If anything, we need Matt Boyd to uh, to calm down a little bit here, and the Tigers to get a few more runs on Alberto Mejia so we can pull a dub. Um, we got to make up for some of what 
what Willie Peralta did yesterday, getting knocked around. So anyway, there's there's your league update, your industry league update. Let's get back to the uh, to the pickups here. Let's go into uh, talking about a few other arms. They're not two-star guys, but uh, they're, they're intriguing arms. And again, a few of them were mentioned when you solicited questions from folks. Jason Vargas, uh, been pitching very well. I, I just wrote about him uh, on the site. That. People can read that. You know, he's not super available anymore. We're talking really shallow right now. ESPN leaks. It's 81% CBS, 74% Yahoo, 29% ESPN. The, the the conclusion in my piece was I didn't find a ton different, like the pitch mix. So I couldn't find really any differences with the pitch mix. But then someone chatted and, and or commented, suggested that he has switched from four seam to two seam. I didn't find that, though. Um, oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it down there because I looked at it. Brooks um, didn't agree. Yeah, I'm just looking down at the bottom of the the under pitch type. It's not showing up, but under pitch but under, FX, it is doubled. I see. I see. It's doubled from twelve to twelve and a half to twenty five. So that's uh, yeah. I, I and I didn't check there. I checked Brooks, and I hadn't seen. In fact, Brooks had it going the other way. Had him using fewer sinkers, which they they put two seamers as as sinkers. They don't have a distinct two seamer, I don't think. Um, and and more four seamers. But it but, still doesn't explain him like doubling his career, more than doubling his career ground ball to fly ball ratio. No, it, All of a sudden, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's it's insane to see this guy. It's insane to see Jason Vargas with a strikeout rate over ten, a ground ball rate, uh, a high ground ball rate, like this, and getting it done. I mean, this is the crazy year of of Jim Shields coming back as a fantasy zombie, although now he's hurt. Sabathia until last night has looked great. Uh, you know, Phil Hughes until his most recent start was uh, was getting some results, and then here's Jason Vargas getting it done. Mm-hmm. And it's that when you look at, except for that change, I mean, the, the secondary pitches are all the same. Nothing has changed there. Velocity hasn't changed there. But and now he's got a career high. Even though he went to a two seamer, his his swinging strike rate is at a career best thirteen point four percent. That's the real crazy part here. And and from what I can tell, you know, he has changed approach. Jason Vargas has. With the way he's using that fastball, and I think what he's just been able to do, God, the Tigers' defense, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. Your defense uh, is bad, bro. Detroit e- Tigers. I mean, give me I guess fans are bro. yelling, I got it again, right? Yeah, I mean. Auspice okay. is a clown. I can't believe it. That never happens at any other stadium. It only happens at Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, well, I guess you can just hear it at Tampa Bay more clearly, but. Catch yeah, the, the echoes. Ball. Just, just, just play defense. Um, anyway, sorry about Vargas. He's always had a really good changeup, right? He's always. That's always, always been a plus pitch. I think right now it's operating as a plus-plus pitch because of some of the stuff that he's doing with his fastball, working it more inside the guys, uh, relying on some effective velocity to maybe make it look more like an 89, 90-mile-per-hour pitch when it's coming in, 86, 88. And then when he when he runs the changeup away, uh, they might be see, thinking, oh, here, come, here comes that fastball. I'll get on it. And it just – they're, they're – they're, they're off. They're just off on it. Wow, sweet more de- more sweet defense, um, and they're just they're just off on everything right now. And, he, and he's really embarrassing, guys. He's getting so many swing throughs. So I'm inclined to give him some credit here. Um, I, I'm not going to ignore a 13% swinging strike rate and say you know completely avoid him just because yeah it's going to come back to earth. I get it, but I don't even think that the first bad start here is automatic panic and doom. Just um, nothing so bad. I, I'm like ten seconds behind. The, well, the crazy thing is he goes 
from guardrail to guardrail. He'll make a great play and then he'll and then he'll flub something like that. It, it's it's very infuriating. But and I guess uh, he was I guess he was surprised as the rest of us that Byron Buxton actually made contact. So. That I think what is what really no that was Jorge Polanco. Double oh, Jorge sorry. Polanco. Um, yeah. Never mind. So, I said, well, as soon as he made contact, I should have known better. <laughs> I'm picking up Vargas and I, I'm I'm riding it out right now and I'm kind of taking it start by start. Like I said, even the first bad one is not an automatic cut for me. Until I really start to see that swinging strike rate come down, I think I'm going to ride this train with Jason Vargas. What do you think? So his, so if if I recall correctly, Eno's talked about elite changeups having a swinging strike rate around what 18, 20%. I think that's correct. Are good. Well, let's just say Vargas' swinging strike rate in his changeup right now is 29%. I'm telling you, it's playing like a plus plus pitch right now. Yeah, he's using it in. He's using it out. Uh, I'm looking at uh, at the the pitch Righties location. and lefties things. can get um, in. But a 29% swing and miss rate on that changeup is uh, is is special. It's very special. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. So, are you are you rostering him in all formats right now, Jason Vargas? Until he pitches, until he pitches his way out of it, I, I'm gonna say yes. I am. I mean, th- this is this is a magnitude. You know, th- there's been a lot of talk. Um, by Chris Liss and, and Jeff Erickson on their on their serious show, and I, I really uh, agree with this about. Of course, you you're know, the ombudsman. Of course, yeah, absolutely. The, the the sample matters, right? But the magnitude of the sample can overcome the the size when the size doesn't necessarily meet up to to what you're looking for. If the magnitude of it is so high, you have to still take it seriously. And right now, Jason Vargas has been too great to ignore. This is not some smoke and mirrors. Uh, even though he doesn't throw very hard, he's winning. And he, he's, he's pitching very well. And I don't mean winning uh, with, with wins and losses. I mean, he has 3-0, and but I meant winning in terms of just finding success and keeping hitters off balance. So I'm, I'm putting him on in every league right now uh, and, and just rolling with it. Let's move over to Andrew Triggs, the guy we've talked about before. Uh, Folks wanted us to, to hit up on him again because it's been a couple more starts. And, uh, you know, 17 and two-thirds, scoreless innings. Strikeout rate is ugly at 13%. But, again, he's kind of the other side of the Gazelman thing where 9% swinging strike rate says that more strikeouts should be coming, right? He shouldn't have so few um, at, at 13% swing, uh, at 13% strikeout rate. So where are you on Triggs now after, after yet another good start? Um, he is a guy that I have in two leagues, Tout Wars being one of them. So he was on my target list. So I'm happy to see that he's, he's out of the gate. Uh, well, I think one of the things I'm concerned about is how he holds up against the lefties. When you look at that arm angle, it's, you know, we were joking earlier about Matt Boyd and how the righties get a long look at him. Well, the lefties get a long look, uh, a long look at Triggs too, uh, from that arm. So I'm concerned to see how it's holding up right now. It's, 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 it's working well for him. Uh, hopefully there are some hidden strikeouts there because he did. It was there last year. It was a very you know, limited size out of relief uh, at 56 innings. He had a strikeout rate of 8.8 per nine innings. Uh, this year, you know, nine strikeouts and 17, 17 and two thirds just isn't getting it done in that regard, which makes him tough to roster. Tough to roster even in a 15 team mixed long term. I mean, right now he's got the wins and the ratios to to make that happen, uh, but the lack of strikeouts is hurting and uh i don't know how much of that's going to come back if, if that comes back as as the wins and the ratios like oh yeah oh that's right you're andrew triggs and and if like we saw with paxton the other night as great as paxton's been pitching oakland bombed him 
just hey. really hit them hard. Yeah, and that and that was a, well, that's another one of those crazy ass baseball things because Oakland has not been good against lefties. Nope. And then they just went out and bombed the best lefty in the game right now. Uh, the way bombed. he's been pitching, you know. Nick Castellanos bomb. Um, so Triggs. Dude, I like that watch. I like how he hits. He just basically throws the bat up in the air right? every time he hits. I just I love watching Nick Castellanos right now. He's he's been a monster. Um, Triggs, in terms of formats, obviously deep formats. Yes. How shallow? I can only go fifteen. I, I can't carry that. I can't carry that strikeout rate in a twelve team mixed. I don't care how I don't care about the three wins because we can't count on those. Where the ratios are going to come up. I'll, I'll take a stab at him in a fifteen team mix, but honestly, he's an he's an uh, AL only play for me. And if you have an innings limit, he's kind of unusable right now because that becomes K nine at that point, um, and it's it's tough. It's tough to use him there unless you're getting a lot of other guys who are kind of making up for it. So keep that in mind with Triggs as well. Shelby Miller, we briefly mentioned. Uh, him when we were saying with the humidor what that could do for some of their guys that you know I already like and if it's going to make them better then then sign me up. Twenty one percent or excuse me twenty two percent strikeout rate eleven percent swinging strike rate three fifty ERA homers at point five right now which is good he had a big homer issue last year velocity's way back up which is great. Um, you know, walk rate is, is always a little bit sketchy for him, and that's just because he's got nasty stuff, and, and he'll, you know, he'll, he'll be a little wild at times. I still really like Shelby Miller. I'm, nothing really changes for me. I've been, I've been getting him, you know, in a lot of spots anyway. How do you feel about Shelby Miller? Leading last year's bum theory. Uh, he, he's, he's doing it, and if the velocity's back, then I'm back, on, I'm back in with him. And then how shallow? All formats? All formats. I agree. I absolutely agree. All formats uh, for Shelby Miller right now. The, the upside is too rich. Maybe even if you're not even starting him in 10-teamer, I understand. that That's that's fine if you've just got other guys. Um, I would find a way to try to get him in there. But but if not, okay. I can I can accept that. But I can't accept just, oh, heck yeah, let's go, Justin Upton. Three to two Tigers. Let's go, baby. Um but I think you got to get Shelby Miller in there. I know some people hate when we watch games while we go, but most people like it. We've mostly I actually gotten appreciate positive you feedback. doing this right now because I'm 10 seconds behind you, so now I'm like, oh, I should look over and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we, we've mostly gotten positive feedback. So I apologize to the couple of you who I, I think don't like it, but God, it's, ha- it's just, happening. Just look at that laser. Yeah, he 95 going in, 105 going out. He absolutely smashed it. So he made up for that bad defensive play. All right, uh, Chris Davinsky is a guy we have talked about, but uh, was asked to be uh, discussed yet again. And they are really committing to using him in this role, and I'm so happy about it. This is a situation where, you know, it, it ha- I guess it had to take the uh, Andrew Miller thing to really show teams that, uh, which is weird because, again, this is an old thing coming back. This is not a new thing, using a super reliever. But either way, we don't need to worry about, you know, why it took so long or anything like that. They're committing to it, and it's been fantastic. He's gone four, four, one, two, two and a third. Those have been his five outings for for Davinsky. Seven, seven, three, four, four strikeouts. He got twenty-five strikeouts right now. He's been fantastic. Now the question is, as somebody who is is you know a middle reliever, he does have the one save. It was, that that last outing was a two and a third inning save, yeah. uh, but he's not going to get you know like real saves. What formats are you using Devo in? 15 team mixed. I mean, he's getting the strikeouts in the in this the way he's being used. He's getting the strikeouts, 
So even though he's not a starting pitcher, the way he's being used, he's essentially a one-start starting pitcher every week. Exactly. and Right? So I he, think he's never getting that double starts. Yeah, I mean... Now, let me, let me be a little bit more Because you're really taking a shot on the... I mean, to me, it's just the... I don't ever really see him having a shot at a win right now. Because, I, again, I have him in talent. Um, and I'm enjoying the way he's being used. Because I, you don't think, think so? I believe he's leading my team in strikeouts. Um, here's here's Here are a few people that he has more strikeouts than. Um, a bunch. Max Scherzer, <laughs> ever heard of him? No. You Darvish, ever heard of him? <laughs> Jacob deGrom, ever heard of him? By the way, he has fewer innings than all of these guys, too. Michael Pineda. Um, he looked human Danny in his last Duffy. outing because he gave up uh, one of these like skyscraping home runs to Mike Trout, who went down and got a changeup. It was an 0-2 hanger. Uh, he just it was uh, probably the worst. I think I've seen every pitch this guy's thrown this year, um, and it was just a hanger. And you know, personally, I was like, oh man, he got hit around a little bit in this inning, and then. And then personally, I was like, oh, it means good. He probably won't pitch against the Rays until Sunday because um, the Astros are playing the Rays this weekend. But it's it's great to watch him pitch because it's the changeup is just filth. Just absolutely. Nobody sees it out of his hand. And that's where he's getting the swings and misses. You can't lay off it because it's it's perfectly placed. It's just coming in right there at the bottom of the zone. And you're like, okay, do I take it for a strike or do I hit it or do I just let it go? And and people can't like they just can't lay off it. They're not spitting on him and they're swinging on it. It's just it's great to watch a guy do this. And I love the role. As we were talking about, God, they need to get Mejia out of there. Everybody's no, they can leave him. him in there. They can leave him in there. Um, um, and then so it's like when Nate Silver wrote about the goose uh, and reliever. This I like is him, I mean, the they need to call it the Devo because uh, this is Davinsky's just getting it done and he's. So here's the it thing. Just, I, I have a tough time. Twelve team mixed. You got to get wins. And I know it's it's like, is he going to get a win every other? Is he going to get enough wins to make it possible? I think the ratios and the strikeouts could I be there. Like, but if he's only going to get six or seven wins, it's kind of tough to keep that in a 12-team mixed. I think he might get 10, though. I think he's going to be in such the high-leverage situation so regularly that I feel like he could get 10. Maybe I'm out of bounds there. and it, it, Wins are so difficult to predict that it's probably a worthless exercise. But I understand what you're saying. We have to consider it because... Because they are needed, right? Especially in a 12-team, you're right. You gotta, you gotta be getting the dubs. But I mean, we would recommend the likes of, of Miller and Batantis without save roles. I, I don't know that uh, that Davinsky isn't. In I don't know that if class I was ever. Right I don't know if I ever said. I don't know if I could. If I ever said that either of those guys are a 12-team mix. Oh, but I did. Definitely so a 15. Okay. I I'll don't be. Think con- I I'll did. be consistent with where I was because. Here's the thing. I mean. Again, it's going to depend on your situation. Maybe, maybe you've got some some frontliners and some closers, and then you got kind of two moving spots there where you're streaming and kind of doing whatever. I think you can afford a guy like that. Or if you're on the that, that's more when you're in control. The other side is where you're not really in control and your team's messed up. You know, you got a lot of injuries and you can't really find guys to put in. You're not trying to ride Mike Leak forever. Um, you know, something like that. And and those are the kind of options that you have. I, I would put Davinsky in. I don't know. I, I I think there's enough talent here and enough of what we're getting with the strikeouts and and even the even the innings for a like you said a one start guy that I would I would go ahead and roster him in twelve teams. Ten team? No, you can't really do that at all. Uh, there's there's too many too many useful guys. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put Davinsky on twelve teamers right now. All right, uh, let's see here. We got. 
Chase Anderson, Sabathia, I think we talked about both of them. We talked about Chase Anderson last week. He's still out there. Uh, he's made some changes. You might want to take a look at him. What about Ant- Antonio Senzatella check-in? We talked about him after his first start, I believe, and we were, I think we were pretty positive. Uh, we were definitely positive we on him over Kyle Freeland, and so far that's that's panned out. Obviously, with any Rocky, it's, it's touch and go, but are you still feeling confident in Senzatella? I have not seen him pitch since we talked about him. How dare you? Uh, so unless he has sucked since then, I'm not moving off him. Cause Pause I, the podcast I, and go watch his last. No, I'm kidding. Um, after the five scoreless that we saw in Milwaukee, he's gone seven uh, at home, two runs against the Padres, and then seven, three runs at the Giants. I mean, this is still a guy that's throwing mid-90s and can put it on the corners. Uh, that's, I, that's it's going to take a lot for me to move off that. Yeah, and so is he a 12-teamer? He's at least 12-teamer with a bench. Yeah, 12-teamer okay. with a bench. Yeah, where you can kind of pick and choose. Okay, let's talk a few pitchers to cut and then get into some hitters. Um, Adam Wainwright, Alex Cobb, Joe Musgrove, Hisashi Iwakuma, Tyler Glass now are some names that I got. Adam Wainwright check-in. Did you get a chance to look at him yesterday at all? I did uh, get a chance to look at We talked about him last week, and I Correct. said uh, we had him at one. I said, look, that's not a guy I'm ready to bail on yet because everything is so bad that there's only one way for it to come up, and last night we saw a little bit of that come up. Because the and skills so, are still are still there, right? The, the the base skills have still been pretty positive. He had, and then he had nine strikeouts yesterday. Right. So that, and he also hit a home run. Pitchers, you know, no bunt, hit hit dingers. Pitchers he did it. Rake, baby. Uh, so yeah, he did it, and so yeah, I'm I'm still with him. Um, you know, conversely. I, I did see a little bit of Iwakuma uh, the other day. Didn't like what I saw there. Glass now, it's 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 too tough to have him right now. It's just all over the place. Holy uh, hell. There was what, a, sorry, what the hell happened with Jacoby Jones? I think he got hit in the face. Oh, I just I had just moved off, and I went over to the other game. But that's it. Justin Haley, the Rule 5 guy watching. Yeah, I got to rewind um, because his mouth is bleeding. Go ahead and talk about uh, so, Iwakuma. Uh, uh, Iwakuma, I just – it's it's – it's tough to watch. I mean, he's a guy that you and I both loved, but it's just not. He's fringe. He's got his, his line. His margin oh, for error is really is really slim, and it's it's not working out too well uh, for him. And then I'm not liking what I saw with um, Glass. Now it's just all over the place. And we're done on Glass you know, now, right the, the now. Delivery. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't have him right now. And then, honestly, I'm about the same place with Alex Cobb too. I was gonna say uh, I, need, I need some I need some Alex Cobb talk here because Eno's way down, um, saying that the changeup just isn't there. What have you been? Oh, seeing? it's garbage. I mean, there's uh, there's a piece if you go to the the Rays blog that I do, uh, the, the ProcessReport.net. We put up a story yesterday morning ahead of the start, uh, and Jason Hanselman and I worked on it together. And the velocity's there, and his curveball actually looks pretty good this year. But the changeup, it's, it's, it has no fade, and the changeup's a field pitch. But the problem with Cobb is he's putting the the fastball and the changeup are basically coming in together. Oh God, he did get popped right in the it holy was crap, bad dude. He got up and ran is like, wow, we that's got, insane. He probably lost some teeth. Um, I, th- I think they, he uh, but they did. Uh, the the fact the changeup has no fade and if you go back look at the highlights last night the home run that Beltron hit uh, in the second inning that was a changeup it was eighty six and it looked like a batting practice fastball and he just doesn't have he doesn't have the finish on the changeup and I don't I, I've never seen a pitch and if you go to Brooks baseball go to uh, go to Brooks go to Cobb's page and go to his changeup and look at the vertical movement 
And in the past, there's been a good amount of separation between his fastball and his changeup. And then last year when he came back and this year, those two lines almost lay on top of one another. And so what, what, are your, what it comes down to with the changeup at that point is he's throwing the changeup. And if he doesn't hit his spot, it's going to get destroyed. Because it's, it's just coming in 86, and he's got to throw that pitch out of the zone. So right now, uh, the batters aren't chasing the pitch out of the zone. If they read change up out of the hand, they're just basically saying, okay, is it coming in the strike zone? Yep, I'm swinging. If, it, if it's diving, I'm not. I'm just going to let it tumble out of the zone, and I'm not going to swing at it. So his swinging strike rate is way down on the pitch right this now. This is Alex Cobb, by um, the way. Just, Sorry, just yeah, I'm just on a Cobb rant right now. But that, well, just because we did good. the Jones thing, and I, 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 once, once we go like a full minute on a guy, I understand what people are doing yard work yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, Alex Cobb, very concerning right now. Are you cutting him in all formats, well, except uh, for AL I am, only. I don't think you can cut him in AL. All mixed yet. formats. I'm not rostering him. He's yeah, out. I, I think I think that's the same. And, and we're this has got to change. Backers. It is not. Um, yeah, and I, so if we're out, that's. That's I'm out. To... Uh, and I'm out in mixed formats because this is he can't live on fastball break, a uh, fastball and breaking ball. Um, lefties are killing him this year. Without the changeup, he's just getting crushed by lefties. And this was not a matchup I liked last night. I tried to caution against it uh, for people to say you know, on Twitter. I was like, yeah, this is not uh, get him off your bench, get him on your bench, or, or what? Try to find a spot for him. Um, but lefties are killing him. And until that if that changeup comes back, if if somehow he gets the feel back for it, then then I'm all back in because it could it could get really good in a hurry for him. That's the thing. But it could change. Go on back a dime. and watch last night. Go back and watch last night with Cobb, and, and then when he throws that changeup, it it's the same arm speed and everything. So he's not tipping the pitch at all. It's the same arm speed, but it's the proverbial table that used to be there for the ball to fall off. Yeah, that table's not there anymore. It's just it, it's just coming in, and honestly, it it has a little bit of a dive. A, a very little bit, and that's honestly the only way you can tell the difference between his fastball and his changeup right now. It's got a, a little bit. There's only a five to six mile an hour separation, and that's not bad. I mean, there's previous work. Uh, Josh Kalk is now in the race uh, front office. Um, a couple of guys have talked. There's like that sweet spot of five to eleven mile an hour uh, percent difference between your fastball and your changeup velocity mm-hmm. is what helps. But if but if you don't have the movement. Then it's completely relying upon location, and when and he's not he's just not commanding his pitches like Alex Cobb used to prior to his injury, and it sounds like oh you know whatever, he's almost two years removed from this surgery. It's not That's like he, it's, it's been like while, he had it last year. His two year anniversary is May fourteenth. That's why I like him this and that year. Change up, that cha- I thought I thought so too. Um, but that changeup, it, it wasn't there in spring training. If you watch it in spring training, he was fighting it then. Uh, and three starts into the season, or four starts in, it's still not there. Here's what I would do with Alex Cobb, though. I would watch list him. Because, again, with, with a field pitch like that, you know, it's not that his velocity is waning or anything like that. With a field pitch, he can come back quickly. And and if he does start to get the feel, and, and we do an update on him, and, and you know, Jason probably going to watch him pretty regularly as a Rays fan and if he says hey we had a great start here where the changeup was falling off the table again you pick him up because I, I think he's a guy who can take off so watch list him but I think mixed formats you got to jump out all right we got to talk hitters now and there's plenty to replace because injuries are just 
running the, running the league right now. Um, we'll start with outfielders because there's also Starling Marte to replace, which we haven't talked about yet. I wrote about that as well. Kind of gave everybody um, shallow, middle, and, and deep. A lot of, lot of options there. A few of them we're going to talk about here with Starling Marte being suspended. First off, I want to ask you about how you're treating him in terms of a cut. Um, any format where you're cutting Starling Marte right now? Only one where I don't have a bench. And those are very I mean, rare. If, if your league rules, I know in one one of my uh, leagues that I played in at one time, suspended guys could go to the disabled list. Um, Which is very nice, but I don't think should be the way. Correct. If you're if if you have if I have a three man bench, I'm cutting them. I can't afford it. So standard uh, ESPN ten teamer three man. You're you're, gone. you're done with Marte. Gone. And, and a lot of people are that. too because I was listening to the the fantasy focus podcast. Uh, Thursday night, Friday, Friday night, when I was doing some uh, other yard work, shocker, um, and they uh, were talking about, um, I mean, it was Thursday night, and they said the most dropped player was uh, Marte at 65%. I believe it, so, because it's, it's yeah, a three-man be. bench, and you're going to just take an L for half a season? I don't think so, Tim. I do not yeah. think so. Do not Tim. think so. All right, let's oh, talk by the about way, some... I did want to sneak in one. I, I know it was back to a pitcher, but real quick, I want to sneak in one more pitching reference because somebody asked about it, and I happened to look it up before that. But um, Trevor Cahill, the big swing and miss of Trevor oh, yeah, Cahill yeah, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. that's a great example of watching somebody pitching a little differently. You know, he's not throwing as many sinkers, and he's using his changeup more than he ever has um, this year and using his breaking ball more than he ever has. And so you're looking for a wise a guy that normally hasn't gotten swing and miss. Why is he getting it done? He's not doing it the same way he's always done. I mean, he used to be a 55, 60% sinker guy. Well, he would just that ride that sinker for the ground balls. Yeah. He's still getting yep. the ground balls, too, which is great. 60% ground ball rate for Trevor Cahill with a 28% strikeout rate um, and 15% swinging strike rate. That yeah, That is pretty intriguing. So is this somebody you pick up in some deeper formats? Um, right now, you look at those numbers. That's a that's a fifteen team mixed leagues um, pitcher. I think I agree. I think I agree. What are you munching on over there? Why don't you share with oh, me? I'm share with coconut everybody. snack. I'm sorry. I know people are going to hate that I'm eating, but God, I am starving. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's talk some potential outfield replacements here for uh, Starling Marte. Obviously, Garcia, Corey Dickerson, Michael Conforto, Adam Frazier, which is in house and can also play middle and second base. Uh, Aaron Hicks and Aaron Altair. So that kind of runs the gamut of of shallow to deep. Pick a couple favorites there. Pretty much in order. Okay. I mean, Garcia, I know I've I've been a bum on him. We've waited for a long time for Garcia to to, um, to be the guy that White Sox thought he was going to be. And this year, and, and yeah, it's three weeks in, but he's actually hitting. Um, and Garcia's always been a guy, it just hasn't hit in the past. So he's doing it right now. I, I can't say enough good things about Dickerson. He looks like a completely different guy at the plate this year. I mean, he's dropped 25 pounds, uh, but he's he's hanging in there against lefties, and when he, he gets a hold of one like he did last night, if it wasn't for Joey Gallo stealing all the noise about long home runs, Dickerson's would have been on TV last night. Um, but he looks really good, and he's leading off there too. So he's getting the extra plate appearances in game. Um, so can't say enough good things about him. Conforto was just a matter of, are playing enough time. Mets going to get hurt so he gets playing time? I mean, I think uh, enough right now, it have. seems like that's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really do think enough have. It's been um, absolutely brutal for them. And then Hicks and Altier, Altier have looked good when they've been given the opportunity. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. I just the way you've listed them, I think I'll put Frazier down below only because we haven't seen enough of what he can do yet. And he's probably better as an infielder anyway. Um, right. Again, you can put him at either. 
um, and he's an NL only guy. I think. But I would just work down that list. I would just work down that list in that order. Okay. Okay. And you know, if 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 playing time, if more playing time opened up for Aaron Hicks, I would I would be beating that drum. So. For you shallow leaguers, it's hard to pick them up right now. But again, put them on that watch list. A lot of a lot of sites have you know they put the little I um, for you watching, or, or there's something where you can just put a little thing, and then you go to the list, and it's these guys that you're just keeping an eye on. And I, I think Aaron Hicks right. is somebody I still believe in. Uh, Aaron Altair, you know, to be honest, it's a similar situation where if he got the playing time, I think the fantasy relevance would be there because he has pop and speed. So um, I, I think uh, yeah. Obviously, Garcia, Dickerson, and Conforto are the ones you want the most. And then Hicks, Altair, Frazier. And that's going to be based on the, the depth of your league. Let's move into the infield because you got guys like um, Logan Forsyth going to the DL. I already talked about Miguel Cabrera. Uh, potential cuts like Dev- Devin Travis, Tim Anderson, uh, Orlando Arcia. So th- there's moves to be made here. And then there's guys to get would be Chase Headley, the aforementioned Joey Gallo, Mitch Moreland. Trey Mancini and Taylor Motter. Now I'm going to make you talk about Motter anyway, so you can do that now or wait because he's a former Ray that I'm sure you saw. Did did you see any 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 quality? Never saw him? this coming. Okay, never he, saw this coming. He's I mean, he didn't good. hit well. He never hit one AAA, and he's looked good. But when um, when Segura comes back, where is Motter going to play? That's understandable. That's, That's I mean, he's playing over his head. I mean, th- this is not his true talent level. He's he's taking he's advantage better? of a nice opportunity. Oh, Modder, yeah. It's just he is uh I never said never like I said, didn't hit in triple A, didn't really see this at the major leagues. He can play all over the place, so that, that helps him stick, gives him some stickiness to the major league level. Yeah, he's gonna um, be on the team. Can, again, quote unquote play multiple positions, but he's not a good uh, not a good defensive guy. I mean I would again I would take the guy in the in the order that they're being rostered and Headley's playing great. I, I mean I have years of being garbage and now this is the year that he's taken off but he's hitting he's going the other way against shifts he's finally said okay enough's enough I, I guess maybe after a while i guess after watching uh mark Teixeira try to uh be bullheaded through the shift forever <laughs> headley's like fine you're gonna shift me i'm hitting i'm gonna bunt or i'm he's gonna go killing the other it. way he's so he's it. doing really well uh gallo you know what you're getting and, and what you're missing with him but when he gets it as he saw last night the two bombs he hit in the 462 foot uh, monster shot. I mean, that's what he's capable of. With Bell trade, timeline keeps getting pushed back and back or, or, and back or doesn't and exist. So, right? It's just like yeah, we don't know. He'll be back. Right, which is another reason. I'm saying that same kind of the injury with uh, with Josh Donaldson. I Man, I have an offer for Josh Donaldson in my home AL league that I should take, but, but I don't scared. want to because it's just like. You know, is he going to be back in three weeks or is he back in six? Yeah. And that makes a big difference. And Mitch Moreland, I mean, I've watched enough of his plate appearances this year. He looks really good. He's not not hitting lefties or not facing him, rather. He's stroking but when he's the in there though. against righties, he's hitting the middle of the lineup and he's a tough out. He's going all he's going to all fields right now. He looks really good. He'll start he to get some really dingers, too. I, I think yes. Mitch Moreland's dingers are coming. He's getting doubles right now. And, and the power that he has. He is a guy to me that I, I see a lot of doubles, and I'm like, those are going to be homers soon. It, it's not that's that doesn't always work. You know, you see a guy with a lot of doubles; they could be doubles down the line that would never be homers. He's crushing the ball. More, Moreland has, uh, you know, 44% fly ball rate, 54% hard contact rate. He's smoking the ball. He's going to get on a run where he's going to pop some homers too. So I, I like him as well. I think I'm hoping to see him in person Tuesday night. I've got tickets to the Yankees Ooh. Red Sox when I'm up there for work. Uh, I've got a pair over in section 12. Um, it's going it's to never, colleague, so that that's going to be we'll fun. See. That's going to be fun. Well, um, the weather cooperates. It's supposed to be pretty crappy weather, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's April here in Texas, so I don't know what you mean by it. I, actually, I shouldn't say that because I, I jinxed it. I made fun of somebody uh, complaining about cold weather the other day um, living, I, I don't know, Midwest somewhere. And I was like, ah, you're, you're getting cold weather. And then I wake up today and it was like 50, which was freezing yeah. for me after all the 80s that we've been getting. I mean, it's freezing for me no matter what, but after a 80, 80 plus for a while. I guess that I guess that's coming this way because it's supposed to be a high of 59 tomorrow, uh, Monday and a high of 61 tomorrow here. Yeah, which we, has been unusual because it's been in the mid 80s all week. Yeah, it's been it's been great, and then and then it, and then it wasn't today, so that that was lame. But if there's ever a good week to lose Miguel Cabrera, and there isn't, let's be honest. But if there is, I think this is a pretty rich week to have yeah. to replace a corner because I like Headley, and uh, I've never been a huge Gallo guy, but you know you're going to replace that power, replacing you know. Miggy's batting average, good luck with that. But uh, the power's there, and then Moreland, Mancini. What do you think about Trey Mancini? I don't know what to think. I mean, I've seen the guy play, and I wasn't that impressed. And then he's, he keeps raking right now. He's been crushing it. He's been crushing it as well. I, ride, ride the hot hand. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just didn't see this coming. Baltimore believes in him, um, and he's getting the opportunity to do what he can do. And um, you just kind of have to – to, to ride this out. I don't think, I hey, don't believe it. I just think kind of like Mater, he's playing in over his head, but enjoy it while you can. He could be the guy in uh, in Baltimore that goes that goes crazy this year. We talk about it all the time. You and I love to pluck those mid-tier guys in Baltimore. He wasn't he wasn't the guy. We were looking more at like Wellington Castillo this year as somebody who could, who could be their pickup uh, or their new guy. He's a prospect for them. He wasn't a pickup. But, uh, yeah, Mancini, I'm, I'm not super sold on, but uh, some of you in deeper leagues are going to have to make a decision there. And I, 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 think, I think you can ride it out and get some pop. And then we talked about Modder. Of the names I mentioned to cut, Devin Travis, Tim Anderson, uh, Orlando RC in the infield, and then Marte and Alex Gordon in the outfield, uh, which of those would you not cut in shallow formats? Tim Anderson, not still not ready to bail on him. Okay. Maybe it maybe it'll be my my fault, but still not ready to bail on him. I don't think the White Sox are either. You don't think so um, about him? And I still can't bail I still can't bail on Devin Travis. He's still when you watch him hit, when you watch him watch the larger body of work, you're like, that's good. Um I, I can't bail on the guy. I've seen too many good plate appearances from him over the last six seven months yeah. like obviously dating back to last year where i i can't well, get rid of him yet even you know two two years ago like like say coming into the year you smash his two seasons together and it was a full season it was a hell of a season so i i totally understand why people want to stay committed to him it's just he's 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 challenging those folks devin travis is. yeah i mean i tim anderson i can't carry in my lineup but i'll carry him on my bench and now if he gets sent back to AAA, I would love it because then I have a Tim Anderson, Yuan Makata double, uh, middle infield to watch in my I was going to say, you get to go watch park, that, that all week. That would be awesome. Every week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, and get, get a night when Giolito or, excuse me, Ray Lopez is going. And uh, I already saw Ray Lopez pitch once. How was it? Uh, it was terrible because it was oh. opening night and it was 45 oh, degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, told us yeah, about I that. Yeah, I hate the cold weather. Yeah, yeah. You told us about <laughs> he, he that. It was not, not good. like pitching in the cold. I can't, um, oh, I can't even yeah. imagine that. Um Good luck, good luck with that, pitching in the cold. I, I don't want to go out in the cold, let alone do anything in it. Uh, anyway, any other hitters that uh, haven't been discussed on either end, a guy that you would cut or, or a guy that you're picking up, or, or did we kind of cover it here? I think we're covered. I think we um, are. I don't I, think there's any other observations that I made um, 
Well, uh... I know we ragged on him a little bit, but Uleski Guriel looks much better at the plate. He's, he's, uh, he was trying he's turned, to swing at a lot of crap, but he is really putting the wood on the ball this week. Yes, he, he's starting to click a little bit. Just give you know, you gotta give guys some time. There's still a lot of guys who right now look like crap that are that are gonna flip that switch, and it's gonna be a hot week or, or ten days, and you're gonna barely even know that they were struggling. You, you really yeah, are, and that's he, why. I mean, he was. People were talking like, "Hey, this is." You know, what are they going to do with Guriel? He's only playing because he's got that contract. Uh, and then this week, I mean, his numbers are way up. Uh, I'm trying to get into his game log, but his like his triple slash now is at 320. But like this week alone, starting, what? so we've got a one for four. No, I'm sorry. Uh, he's got hits in four straight games, multiple hits in uh, three of his last four. I'm sorry, four of his last seven games, yep. multiple hits. He's got. He finally got his first home run the other day against the Angels. I think it was Shoemaker that he took deep. RBIs um, and runs a, in his last three. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and then this, I think he has, uh, I just, I've seen like seven or eight of his plate appearances. And it's not like he's out there just the fir- very first pitch. I'm going to swing at it and, and do that. He had a thing the other day where he had a, a, a single I remember watching one a couple of games ago. There was one particular at bat, and he got a single. Maybe it was the Angels game, but he had a single. He had a 3-2 count, and he ended up getting a single through the right side. Everybody's like, hey, that's a single. I'm like, it should have been ball four. He could have been on first base anyhow, but he, he put the swing. ball in play. So that was a bad process. It ended up with a good result. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw some of the at-bats uh, last night when I uh, got home and watched the uh, the archive. Uh, of the game, so it's he's the the results are starting to come now. So if you had some patience with him uh, after that really really slow start, uh, you're starting to get rewarded right now. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and that's that's Yuli Gurriel. And if again, if you stayed the course, you're being rewarded. Uh, all right, Jason, I think that's going to wrap it up. We good to go next week as well? Um, yeah, yeah. Next week's good. All right. I don't well. have any uh, Saturday conflicts for a while. So. Great, great talking with you. And uh, again, as always, guys, you can hit us up on um, Twitter at Spore at Jason Collette, C O L L E T T E. Oh, that's weird. Oh, wait, that was the twins. I was going to say that. See, I automatically see a terrible defensive play, and I'm like, oh, that had to have been the Tigers, but it was actually the Twins. Uh, and then, and, and, yeah, it's on the same day that two different writers, I saw Mike Exissa and uh, Mark Simon, both wrote articles uh, today on how the Twins are doing so much better defensively, that like their defensive efficiency is best in baseball this year, where it was the second worst last year. They talk about... Um, the fact that Jason Castro and, and Chris Jimenez behind the plate are, are above average pitch framing yeah. against uh, how bad Kurt Suzuki was last so year and the fact bad. they took Robbie Grossman to DH out of the outfield and brought Snow back to the infield. Now the outfield, all of a sudden... Snow's pretty spry uh, there Polanco, at third, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he is. A- outside of uh, Buxton and Polanco, and uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the other outfielder in, in Minnesota, um, oh, Kepler. Um, they're yeah, covering Kips. a ton. They're covering a ton of ground. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, the Twins pitchers can pitch again. Not really. It's like the the Twins defense can actually catch the ball. Oh God, well, that was a bad play. Wow. Rosario's pretty good. Um, <laughs> the second the ball well. that just bounced under the glove at second base. Oof. Yeah, he just didn't get. He just didn't get the glove down there. I don't know if he was. Distracted by did the he even touch it? Did he even no. touch it? Because I mean, so no, I don't think he did. Dozier is that even an, so? If he did that in the outfield, that wouldn't even be called an error. I know because he didn't touch it, but he never touched it. But See, to would, me, it, I'd be like, that's infield single. You know, it wasn't. They they put error, 
as it should be. But oh, you're of right. They did. You're right. If it's but on the outfield, that would have been a triple. Which is crazy. Goes at, which is crazy. Drives me nuts. I guess I, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. We could go another hour on on stuff like that because that's the kind of stuff that bothers us. That's what we think about because we're baseball junkies. Uh, all right, Jason. Great talking with you. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. See you.